All right, Jeff, we are back, and we are talking a little Macy's. So Macy's announced yesterday that their holiday sales fell less than feared, which, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> we expected things to be bad, guys. We just didn't think, expect it to be, uh, it, it was not as bad as we thought. Right. It's still yeah, it's not like. a funny way of putting it, Yeah. For sure. Similar to the Iran story. Like, oh, this <laughs> exactly. might be bad, but maybe it won't be as bad as we think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but so Macy says their holiday sales fell less than feared. They said their uh, comparable sales uh, to last year fell 0.6% in November and December, which apparently was less than they expected. So a big pat on the back for them in that (laughs) regard, I suppose. But they've also reported now that they are closing more than two dozen stores. So they said they're going to close 28 namesake stores, namesake stores. I can't say that. (laughs) And one Bloomingdale's in the coming weeks while reducing some headcount at Bloomingdale's. And so... It's uh, a big announcement from Macy's as they are rolling back across the country, not just prices, but now they are rolling back the number of stores they have. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think anyone in retail would tell you that that November, December period is crunch time. It's the biggest yeah. time of the year, highest sales volume, all of that because of the holidays, of course. So to not grow in that span is probably a tough pill to swallow. I mean, Macy's I'd have to look at sort of their footprint in terms of their brick and mortar strategy and their e-commerce strategy, but they yeah. are a leader. I, their stock has taken a huge hit in the last year. I think it's dropped something like 30%. It was one time. of the worst it's performing crazy. stocks yeah. of any stock last year, um, which is not, that's not a good sign. Yeah. I think, I mean, just as a, as a regular person, I'm sure a lot of people share this feeling. When I think of Macy's, I think of a brick and mortar. Yeah. I think 100%. of a depart, big department store. So. I don't know if that if even just that mental mindset of the sh- your average shopper negatively affects them. They maybe don't think of going to the Macy's website as much as they think of going to the physical store, and that is keeping them behind in the e-commerce um, uh, world. That might be something that they're trying to get away from by closing some of these. I mean, they're closing some of the stores because of cost, obviously, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Um, but it's a difficult spot when you are that legacy brand and you can't necessarily shake what has worked for dozens of decades, you know, decades and decades. So it's something that I'm, as you alluded to, I'm going to NRF this weekend and into next week. That's something that I'm going to be asking a lot of people that have spent time in the retail industry is just what happens to these brick and mortar locations? Can they be salvaged by other retailers coming in there? Or is this now, okay, this is a former failed retail location. This is just going to become an office or a bowling alley now. Or can you re invigorate retail into a an old location like that. So I, I'm really curious to see what they have to say about that, see if brick and mortars can make a comeback in pre-existing spaces, or do they kind of have to start from scratch and implement all this tech and AV boards, or even just moving into different locations, like into cities, whereas maybe previously they've been on, you know, strip malls, things like that. Sure, so I don't sure. know. I mean, it's... An interesting time for retail, obviously. It has been sort of for the last couple of years, so uh, this is kind of more of the same. Yeah. I. What's curious to me is I wonder if... We talk all the time about these traditional kind of brick-and-mortar stores, but I wonder if it's even possible for them to mm-hmm. readjust because when you have a brick-and-mortar location, you have a physical building, and you're just not quite as... The ability to be nimble doesn't quite mm-hmm. exist. Right. You know, if you have a... I don't know how many square feet, you know, 10,000 yeah, square yeah. foot department. So it's probably way less than they actually are. 20,000 square feet, something mm-hmm. like that. If you have that much space in a mall, 
what else are you supposed to do? Like, how do you change your business model from that? Do you just sell all of those locations and then go so hard into the e-commerce kind of mm-hmm. idea? I don't, I don't know, honestly, how you can adjust what you do to the extent that I think a store like Macy's probably needs to actually adjust. Yeah. I actually, like, I don't know if it's feasible, if right. it's possible. <laughs> Like a, maybe maybe they have to go through these years of attrition where they close stores and they do this and they mm-hmm. do that and eventually it's kind of a Toys R Us situation yeah, where come you reopen <laughs> yeah in a different way though completely mm-hmm. different strategy and it just takes that that slow decay dying off almost to then be able to recollect revamp yourself yeah. and launch yourself in a different different way but you're totally right I've never been to the Macy's website I didn't go to a Macy's store this Christmas yeah. holiday season. I don't know how you get people back in. And we always talk about, oh, you have to change the customer experience and, and that sort of thing. I, I honestly don't know what Macy's could do right. <laughs> to get me into that store that would like make it easier than how I ordered exactly. presents for people exactly. online this year. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult and this will not help Macy's, but your point about malls, which I find really interesting. And I've been reading a lot about how malls are sort of changing actually, especially... Yeah. Uh, with NRF coming up. So outside of uh, New York and Jersey, sort of by Giants, old, what was the old Giants stadium, now MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. um, not too far, there's a huge new mall that's been like 10 years in the making, finally opened up, and a staggering percent of it is just experiences. So I think they have like a roller coaster. I think they have something like, I mean, they have restaurants. They have retailers, of course, too, but it's definitely not that like 90% retail 10% is a food court yeah. situation. I mean, it's an all-encompassing uh, environment. I think that for malls might work within a single retailer like a Macy's. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of capture that same feeling? Because now yeah. I can yeah. take my family to that mall. We can go shopping, but we can also ride the roller coaster. You're not going to have a roller coaster in a Macy's. So I don't know how they can kind of use that format in their stores again it's hard for me to think of a way where it would be better or easier uh to order my holiday gifts like you just said maybe you play up the try before you buy kind of angle i guess (laughs) and like actually experience what you're gonna get touch it hold it feel it try it on i mean that that I, i do like that i mean a lot of people like that but yeah sometimes you're just on that time crunch and you want to hammer home the Cyber Monday deals and it's just easier and you take that risk of okay it might have to be returned <laughs> but sure. I'm going to knock this this t-shirt out of this article of clothing for my mom <laughs> yeah. online. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe it's that maybe it's that you know you do try to find ways to play up the experience angle mm-hmm. um and that sort of thing. But again, at a time of the year when what does everybody think of when they think of holidays? They think of traffic. They think of trying to park at the yep, mall, things yep. like that. There's there's no way that you're going to be able to change perception about yeah. that. So uh, a lot a lot needs to change for Macy's. But as Jeff uh, mentioned, he's going to be at NRF. He's going to head there this weekend and be there for uh, the beginning of next week. So we'll definitely have some content coming out about NRF, uh, the world's kind of large retail uh, retail trade show. So Jeff's yeah. going to be there. Uh, we're also going to be launching a podcast while we're there, mm-hmm. right, with Nicole Rayleigh? Yes, yes. Um, she's lined up a lot of great interviews, big companies like Alibaba and, and the like. So uh, we're excited to get a, a number of interviews all in one fell swoop there. And we'll kind of assess how we want to release them, probably a couple at the beginning and then slowly 
time week over week uh, release them. But that's going to be really exciting. She's a huge industry insider. I can't wait yeah. to hear her insight and just the kind of questions she's asking as someone that's really followed it intensely uh, for years. Yeah, that's going to be really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for some more awesome retail content from MarketScale.